Titus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us. Micah 6, 8. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with you, God? Alright, how does your faith affect the way that you're kind? We have to get back to encouraging one another, being strong in our faith, and building community. Join us each week as we dig into God's Word with a guest. And at Revitalized Kindness, we believe that through Christ, we are a new creation, revitalized. And as we follow Him, we can revitalize kindness in our own culture. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name's Dave Weaver, and I'm here with my special friend, uh, Dylan Dry, and I just want to welcome him to the podcast. Welcome, buddy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, we're excited to talk to you about our, what we're talking about today. I'm really excited to talk about it. It's not a, a great subject when we're thinking about why you're doing what you're doing, but what you're doing is exciting because we're getting out there. And First of all, there's worship involved. There's um, a good, the good news is involved in that, but then just uh, building community. And, um, yep. and Lord knows things we've been through in the last year or so, we need community and we need togetherness Amen. and we need to reach out to others, right? And so real quick, you know, we're, we're talking about mobile worship here. And if maybe you don't know what that is, some people may not know what that is. I think I looked it up online, and every time I looked up mobile worship, it pulled up an app or something. So, it, you know, that's what I got. So maybe Google doesn't even know what mobile worship is. I'm not sure. I was trying to see if others were doing it, but I couldn't really find anything distinctive. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you might be the first here. <laughs> Uh, no, but what, what we're going to do first, buddy, we're going to look at the word worship. And uh, I'm just going to throw out a couple yeah. things. Uh, and there might, I think some of these are just like these quotes or uh, maybe a definition. And let's just talk about these real quick to get us set up thinking about worship. Uh, so, one description of worship I got, which I really like this one, uh, it said, Worship is the art of losing self and the adoration of another. That's good. Now, of course, we know that other that we specifically think about as a Christian, um, of course, that's God. You know, in Luke 4, 8, it says it's written, uh, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you serve. And so that's the sometimes in the world that we live in, of course, Christians and non-Christians, we, we tend to worship other things. Um, but we are definitely specifically thinking about worshiping our lord in this um here's another i like this 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 right here we need to discuss this for a minute okay Do it. all right to truly worship god we must let go of our self-worship all right so to truly worship god we must let go of our self-worship yeah i mean what, what's your thoughts on that self-worship what what does that mean what does that look like yeah, so um, 
I mean, I've been doing worship for a while, um, but I totally get the idea of feeling nervous and making it about yourself because in a way it is kind of a performance because it is music and there is sound and there is this and this, but it's very easy to make it about yourself when it's not. And um, I'll say this, I went to a, I led a youth group about a month ago at a church that I didn't even know before I got there. And um, when I went there, it was just, it was an amazing night, first of all, but um, I spoke to them about worship, the word worship. <laughs> it's funny that we're talking about this. Um, but, and what I said to them, I gave basically a 30 minute message and just, you know, I was very, cause it's a very serious topic to me. And I said um, to them, I was like, well, what do you think about when, you know, you think of worship? And they were like, well, music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, put that out of your head. <laughs> I was like, granted, that's what we're doing. We're about to do mobile worship with music. But I said, put that out of your head because when we come into worship, I say, I always reminded myself of two words. I think desperation and appreciation. Because when I'm coming into the presence of God and I'm, like you said, denying myself and making it more about him, that's me in a desperate state. That's me saying, I need your presence. I need more of you and less of me. It's not about this guitar. It's not about the the notes. It's not even about <laughs> the performance in general. It's literally just about being desperate mm. for God's presence. Because that's why we're having a lot of the problems we're having in society is because we're not desperate for God's presence. We fill it with other things. And that's mm. what leads to these things that we're talking about. And then appreciation like on top of that, I mean, people ask me a lot, like, why am I so like optimistic and just, <laughs> I seem happy, I guess, all the time. But it's because like, I am so appreciative of God. So how can I not go out and worship? And how can I not go out and spread this good news? Because it's like, I'm not just desperate. I'm so appreciative of what I've been given out of that desperation, oh, yeah. which is the Holy Spirit and the Christ came. So Long answer for a short question. But. No, that's a great answer. Uh, and you're right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, and look, look at last, this past year, we, generally, we all should be sort of in this state of desperation. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I was, I was telling my wife or someone, I think well, someone at work too, but I was telling them the other day, I was like, you know, you look how we are in our society with self-preservation. You know, we, gas runs out we we kill the gas stations we we take all the gas people are putting them in trash cans and all these other things uh beginning of the pandemic everybody was worried about toilet paper so that that was a panic you know hand sanitizer that was a panic we 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 are worried and and we're desperate to almost save ourselves but and i told her that's the ironic thing it's just that we are so wired it seems christian or non-christian you know we're talking about everybody here we're so wired for self-preservation it looks like it would be an easy thing for people to want to be in that that relationship with god so that we he's our savior and we we get you know what i'm saying you see where i'm going with that Mm -hmm. it looks like that since that's in our nature and that could be uh, uh intentional obviously with us being in the image right. of God and and our worship towards him and I think that's um, you know when people are missing that you always hear people say well I've got this I'm a you know I've got this great job I've got all this money but I still feel empty 
and, and, you know, so a lot of people, again, they're sort of in this constant state of sort of the, the desperation. They, they need something to fill that. And, and, and most people will tell you, uh, once they come into that relationship and that saving relationship with, with Christ, that they feel complete and they feel filled, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause it's outside of themselves. I, I like what you said about like, it's just our default is to go to ourself because we think we have all this power and we can control the outcome of everything, yeah. which is not true. There's already an outcome and God's already, you know, ordained everything in his plan and his order. So we have to rely on something that's outside of ourself. I mean, we have to, if we're, if we are spiritual creatures, if we have a human spirit, right. then it naturally makes sense for our human spirit to have to rely on something that is spiritual. That's not even part of this world. Right. It's something out there. So we can't just rely on, Oh, well, let me save myself. It's like, <laughs> no, like, your spirit is saved by something that is spiritual that is outside this world. So why would you rely on the world yeah. and yourself? Right. And, that, and that's right. what happens. And so we, a lot of people just stay lost. And uh, mm-hmm. here's a, we're going to go, we're going to dig into a, a scripture that I think will really set us up nicely as we talk about um, our, our mobile worship. Maybe an unexpected story. I know a lot of times we hear the story, we think about certain things. Um, so it's the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, uh, the woman by the well. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of times when we think about that story, we think about the the epic statement that, you know, Jesus made, which he says, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And so there's a lot of dynamics with this story because you've got, you've got, A, you've got a woman that is a Samaritan. And you got Jesus, who is a Jew, a man. And so, you know, in the beginning, you've got these dynamics of, well, first of all, normally, the, the as they were on their way to, they were on their way to Galilee, you know, disciples went one way. Jesus went straight through Samaria. Uh, Samaria. And whereas they would have generally went around it, they would have taken a, taken a different route. Jesus goes, he's led to this well. Um and meets this woman and so usually this woman and man wouldn't culturally that wouldn't that conversation wouldn't have happened and then they're on you know they're two different uh, ethnicities and so she's she's questioning him like you know why are you talking to me and you know mm-hmm. all these different things conversations going that way and then the conversation yeah. takes a turn as mm-hmm. they keep going back and forth uh and this is the thing that I thought was really cool as I was reading this story the other day. Um, she starts to point out because he's 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 starting to point out that you know he's wanting her to know understand who he is. She doesn't get it yet. This is the Messiah, but he reveals some things about her that he shouldn't know. He's a stranger to her. Uh, they don't know each other. He he shouldn't know these things. Uh, mm-hmm. But he knows she had five husbands, and she's letting on that that she has none. I think at this point, um, so she starts to think to herself, "Wait a minute, who is this? Um, it's Batman." No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Batman. Sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, no, so he's it, it's it's she's identifying him now as a prophet at this point, 
And um, but the story, the the conversation takes another turn here, and this is what I like. Um, she makes a point to him. She says this. She says, "Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem." So they have t- two different backgrounds. Should be talking to each other. Should be in two different places to worship. That's what they're talking about. Jesus says this. I'm gonna paraphrase this a little bit because I think I got a typo in here somewhere, and I don't want to. I'm gonna misquote anyway. I think, but he says to the woman, he's like, "Look, there's gonna be an hour that's coming, and it's very near. Um, that you we're not gonna worship neither on this mountain or neither in Jerusalem. That." And this is what he says. Yes, Father. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship. God is spirit. And you just mentioned that just a second ago. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And what Jesus was leading to was just to let the woman know that we're going to be able to worship together. Or we're going to be able to worship in different places. Um, yeah. Because it's not going to be just this mountain that you normally worship or this place of worship that we have in Jerusalem. God is spirit. God is everywhere. And again, if you go back to how you defined worship, then there shouldn't be a definitive place for that to happen because we should be able to worship our God anywhere we are, we're at. And what I think so awesome about what you're doing is because the pandemic has been rough and there's been a lot of regulations and so forth. And we want to be, you know, uh, social distance friendly you're providing that in what you guys are doing. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's another part to what you're doing. That's really neat. And, and I think that need, is it just as important um, as we, well, we worship God and that's, that's most important, right? But there's another reason why you're doing this. And you mentioned this on the website and uh, y- you know, you point to, I think one of the things you point to specifically is depression um, so we're, we're trying to be, and I think this month is it mental awareness or mental disease or is it mental awareness month or mid, what is it? I think May is the month of mental awareness or is it mental disorder? I can't remember. If that's true, that's amazing. It is. I, I think it that. is because we've been talking about that a little bit at work, but this, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because we've actually got a lot of things coming down the line on our on our website through work. Wow. And I work in healthcare, and they're they've been pointing yeah. to that. So I can't remember the exact title, but yeah, that is God uh, works in mysterious ways. Yeah, right. Exactly. Amen. Wow. So I'm gonna throw out a couple of stats just so, and maybe you've got some as well, um, just so sure. people are aware of just how big this problem is and how many people like mental uh, disorders and depression, things like that, how many uh, people are being affected. Um, And I'm getting these stats um, from Mental Health America, MHA, um, their website. One of the things they said was nearly one in five American adults will have a diagnosable mental health condition in any given year. And I know with some stats, those things, some things have increased through the pandemic, from what I understand. You might know more about that. But... Another couple, a couple I'll mention. Uh, the let's see, U.S. adults with depression. There's 17.3 million adults with um, 
with with depression. And then with the youth, which are given the ages of 12 to 17 years old, they're saying with major depression issues, uh, 3.1 million, which is which is a really high number as well. And yeah. and you know they they break it down. You can go on the website. Um, I'll put a link on the show notes for everybody. Um, so you can go here and look at some of those quick facts and quick, um, stats that, that they have. And they've got a lot of great resources out there too. If you're dealing with any of that, I uh, just wanted to point that out, but they break down even further into like bipolar, uh, excuse me, bipolar dis- uh, disorders, PTSDs. It's another thing that a lot of people are dealing with suicidal thoughts as well, but there's yeah. other things that it breaks it down into. Um, it gets pretty specific. Um, so, in short, is there anything you want to add to the uh, to the stats or to to the the the, the problem that we were seeing? Yeah. So, um, I have some stats here that I took one day that I researched, and what really drove me to even look up these stats, though, were someone I look at as a mom to me, another mom. Um, she she has a dance academy and um she told me of two families that had kids that committed suicide Mm. the past six months and that's kind of what like you ever hear that saying like the the straw that broke the camel's back right yeah like that was it like i I was like it's not I say it's not fair, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's not fair that those, those families don't have those kids anymore because we took away human interaction from them. We took away their friends. We took away like just being human and they fought depression and they, and they kept thinking about it and they Mm -hmm. took their lives. And it's just like, that's two families that I know of like, that's here. It's not just something you hear about. Like it's, it's here, it's happening. And that's two families that don't, will never, they don't have their kids anymore. It's just because we've taken it. So that's basically when I heard the first time it broke my heart. And when she told me it again, I was like, all right, I was like, I'm doing something. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm doing something because I'm this, this can't go on. And, um, I know I can be doing more in my community. Um, so I started to research some statistics and this one says, in 2020, only nine states in the United States of America were at or below the national standard of suicide and depression. Oh, wow. That means 41 states are above the national average for suicide and depression. Mm. For, that was in 2020. Imagine now, yeah. like where the, where the numbers are now. Right. It says there's an average of 132 suicides a day. Wow. In the United States, like you say, like, 132, think, think about 132. Imagine today when you started your day to when you go to bed tonight, there's 132 people we just lost wow. to suicide every single day. Um, and it says 93 of people surveyed say that suicide is preventable. So people do believe this. It's just a matter of Talk, but the same people that say this aren't willing to have a conversation and be vulnerable and be open and encourage one another and reach out to one another. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, it's preventable, but we aren't taking the steps to make it preventable. And suicide since 1999, it has increased by 26%. Mm. More than one fourth of 
all time. It's increased in about 21 years, 26%. You know, when we were looking at the definitions or the statements about worship, um, mm-hmm. I wonder if, and you may not have nothing in front of you that connects these dots, but just to, just I'm just wondering if it's possible that, you know, state of our world and we're like these mostly you know we're really into ourselves you know what i mean yeah. uh social media has really gave us a platform where we can just um abuse that uh, yep. um you know i wonder sometimes with just the busyness of life and all those distractions that we have like social media and the what we described a minute ago, it says to truly worship God, we must let go of our self-worship. I wonder if we weren't so busy self-worshiping, if we want to put it that way, that we would yeah. make those connections that we need to and maybe be more aware of where people are at. Because I would guess that, you know, like I, I, I remember back in the day or a few years ago, I heard stories about Chick-fil-A and other restaurants and families did these things where they decided when they eat together as a family, they take all their devices and they throw it in a bucket or some kind of, you know, contraption so that it's, it's out of the way. We're not looking down. We're not reading. We're not, we're engaged with one another. And we've really lost that. Not just the pandemic, the pandemic made it worse than it ever was. But before that, we already lost that dude. I, I believe, I mean, I just feel like we, we were, I've always said social media was meant to connect us, but it disconnected us in so many ways. Whereas it connected us to people far away that we don't even know and have friends that we'll never meet. It disconnected us from the people that are closest to us. Yep, it did. So I wonder if that's part of, it's not maybe not the solution, but I'm just saying maybe that's a little bit of how, how do we miss, yeah. how do we miss no, those that, opportunities? That's a, that's a lot of it. I, I had a podcast I did a while ago. Um, on new plan life. And I was talking about that. I was saying that technology has replaced community. Mm. Um, Community is what we are made for. I mean, God literally, when he made Adam at the very beginning, he said, it is not good for man to be alone. So he made the wife. And then what did he say after that? He said, go and produce, go, go fill the earth. And that's when community started. That's when people started just (laughs) living life. Like the, the, the earth, and the people group that God made, that's where community stem from. And, and you know, it's, it's not ironic that our best memories that we ever have in our life are with people and communities and those crazy stories where we all go out and hang out and do something crazy and, you know, <laughs> things like that. It's, it's not, it's, you don't remember those times. You remember that one time on social media? No. You remember that one time during video games or on Netflix? No. Like, I don't remember that. I remember community. Yeah. And, God made us for that. And it's just, it stinks. It, 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 it really, it's done us, like you said, much more of a disservice than a service mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely. I was looking on the website that you, uh, did you create that website? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Healthisland.org. Yeah. So it's healthisland.org. We're going to definitely have the link for that. I want y'all, everybody to check that out. That I'm going to share this on Facebook. I want everybody to please check this website out. There's some words on there I'm going to ask you about because it really touched me. Um, I was looking through there and I, and I saw this. We saw a need. We heard the sadness coming from our loved one's speech. We saw how people walked around defeated, you know, 
and I'm telling you, and I think I mentioned this earlier, maybe when we were talking right before we recorded, I can't remember, but mm-hmm. just, you know, you can see it on people's faces. Um, you can yep. feel it from the energy or the no lack of energy that they may have coming from them, the lack of desires and stuff. I've, you know, I work very closely with a team at, at, at my particular job. And, uh, sometimes I get a sense of people that I know there. It may not just be my team, it might be others that I meet or talk to that I've known for a very long time. And you could definitely tell a difference in the family. I've seen some things and even myself, you know, I've, I've had days where I've tried to be an encourager. I feel like of this, a God gift, but it's just a a thing that I feel desire, my uh, passion to do is to try to be an encouragement to others. Um, but there's, there's days though, that I feel like I don't have it today. I can't, Yeah. Like, I just can't even get to where I, you know, where I need to be. Um, um, but you know, when I read that, yeah, I was just thinking, man, that's such a clear picture of what we're seeing. Um, do you kind of feel the same way you've, you've noticed this? It's been a very visible decline. You know, sometimes when we think about depression and anxiety and other things like that, I don't know that it's ever been so visible. Yes, totally agree. Um, and again, before the pandemic started, obviously those things were still there. But with uh, where do I even start with COVID, with, you know, cities being burnt to the ground, with racial division, with politics, with everything. I mean, I, I'll, I'll put COVID again. Like it's just it masks like everything has just divided us so badly. And social media has taken that and amplified it by 50 Wow, and it's it makes everyone choose sides. Yeah, and this is something I've been learning recently about like how to treat people, and there's a difference in the in the Christian walk and the non-Christian walk, and like the Bible tells us, and this is the way I want to live is like it says to honor everyone, mm. and honor is higher than respect because respect in many time and many circumstances is is in a in a sense it's earned because you don't know them but honor is not honor is honoring the ethos honoring the person honoring the spirit that is inside of a person regardless of anything that they've done or said right even and that and that's the thing is like i can still honor you and disagree Mm. and that's what you're talking about is like people have been so beat over the head by each other The past year, whether it's discouragement from Facebook or my cousin tweeted this and I hate that she believes that or she's on this side, the left or the right, or she believes this about masks. It's like if we didn't even have social media, we would never have those divides. We would have our opinions, but like there's been so much attacking recently. And like you said a second ago, not enough encouragement. I went to um, another worship event where I led some youth. And we were outside in a backyard and um, we, we did some worship and everyone went around the circle and said, like, you know, do you want to share anything? And I just told them, I said, the word that keeps coming to me is encouragement. I was like, because we were in a circle of people I never even knew. I just walked in a room of like 15 people I never even knew and led worship with them and prayed with them. And um, we had people playing some music and we just got with strangers we didn't even know and just prayed with them. And just talked with them 
And I sat down with a guy and I was like, hey, what are you struggling with? He's like, my family's going through a lot right now. And we just went around and prayed. And man, when you're in the presence of encouragement and people that really care about you, that changes everything. Like people that are, you've heard the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. People that are hurt are going to go around and hurt more people. Mm. But if you encourage those people that are hurt, whether you know it or not, when you step into someone's life and make the conscious effort to encourage somebody, that brings them out of the darkness, whether you know they're in it or not. Mm -hmm. If they're struggling with depression and anxiety and they might be doing drugs at home or be addicted to a bottle, like the fact that you encouraged them and gave them some sort of community when their community was an addiction or some sort of self-pity it replaces that negativity with positive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, God loved us when we don't when we didn't deserve it. And I think when we do the same thing, when we love people where they're at, no matter what they're going through, and sometimes like you said, we don't even know what they're going through. But sometimes we do and sometimes we have a sense of it and but we if we love other people that's yeah you know, i think that's one reason why when i was listening and looking at what you had online and and looking at some of your posts i really connect with that because revitalized kindness for me that's what that's all about it, it is a it is about encouraging people it's about promoting yeah. community because kindness comes together the opposite of that is dividing and and our communities are, have been divided and the only way that I, uh, I think in season one, I didn't talk about this at all. Season two, we're, we're going to, and, and from here on out, we have to have a discussion about how God changes our lives and the kindness of God and the love of God. Because without that, what's the point? It's like Revelation, or not Revelation, uh, like First Corinthians 13 says, you can do all these things, make this big noise, whatever, but with if love's not in it, what's the point of it? There's no point. Right. And I think that we got to get back to that point in our lives, and we need to really encourage others. Um, such a such a great message. Everybody needs to hear this. Put this on a loop, people, because you need to yeah. keep listening to this kind of stuff, and we need to get <laughs> offline and stop listening to other stuff. That's what I'll say. So mm-hmm. your, your website, uh, healthisland.org. All right, here's another question I got for you. Well, let's look at this first. Just tell me, I think you've kind of dug into this a little bit, talking about the vision of the ministry um, and how it began. What's the end look like for you or the hope? I know God's in control, and and it looks like this is this is this is working towards a a a, a good thing. Um, but where do you kind of see this? Where would you like to go with this as you progress in this ministry? Yeah. So obviously we we call it a mobile worship team. And that's kind of what it is. But um, there is one other guy that's doing kind of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of Let Us Worship? No. I like that, though. Uh, okay. Let Us All Worship? Right, so check that out sometime. All right. Uh, basically how he started was when the, mo- uh, when the mobs, when the riots were going on, um, God told him to go in the middle of that and just play music okay. and just worship him <laughs> in the middle of burning cities. And he was like, um, all right, well, God, let me ask my wife first. That's what he always yeah. says. Um, but he did it 
and he's been blowing up. He's been traveling the United States, and he gets thousands of people everywhere he goes. He just came to Greensboro. I filmed it. Um, it was just an amazing day. So um, seeing him, I'm following him, and I'm trying to basically – not not mirror him but there just needs to be more of what he's doing so Mm -hmm. i guess my end goal is really just spreading um the hope the the good news that jesus did come and he died and he died for us and as i was saying earlier um i was just before this podcast i was just spending some time at the creek um just with god and i I feel like he told me to say this like it, it everything everything that we see is a problem is because of a lack of his presence. Mm-hmm. We've, we've replaced everything like the busy schedule and the social media. We just need more of his presence. That's it. Right. It's not even about this music. It's not even about the, the food truck that's coming or whatever. Like what people need in that crowd is the presence of God in their life, whether they've had it before or they haven't, that's what they're missing. That's the only thing that's going to fix that. So, we're believing that we can take this worship, this band, and just uh, we're even talking about getting like a flatbed trailer and like a generator. Um, that way we could just pull up in a, we have a soccer field, a football field, right. uh, any field, anywhere. We can just pull up somewhere and say, hey, guys, we're coming out to this location with a flatbed, a generator and a food truck. And we'll see you there for three to four hours. Or no, even not even have an agenda. Like we could be there for six hours and just be praying over people and making new friends, like just trying to give the world what it's been missing for so long. So the goal is to just take this wherever God takes us, really (laughs) spread the hope. That's awesome. Are there any plans to um, do any sort of live feed or anything from the events? Have you been thinking about that? Yes. um, I'm trying to get more people on board. I'm having a little trouble with, uh, everyone has full-time jobs, <laughs> so it's hard to like, you know, get people, but, um, I'm going to have someone go live on their phone, mm-hmm. but that's also the same person that's taking pictures. Okay. So we're, I'm going to try to uh, do that accordingly, but yeah, there will be someone going live and I do want them kind of roaming around seeing, you know, um, the, the look on people's faces. I mean, the, the energy that's there, like, you know, <laughs> cause I don't, <laughs> When I lead worship, I make sure it's fun, and I and but when it gets soft, I make sure like we mean what we're saying, and so yeah, I, I'm gonna have a live stream, and I just hope we can get as many people watching that and coming out. It's gonna be great. And you have a Facebook group too. I know you got the website. Is there a specific group for for the? Yeah, there, so there's Heal This Land, um, and that's the Facebook page for this, and then there's a Heal This Land community. But that's for people that um, want to get involved if they want to volunteer and be part of the community page. So I can post and they can come out and help, volunteer, set up, whatever they want to do. And then the website and then um, obviously the event page when we post it. Okay. What kind of volunteers do you need so people will know? Oh, gosh. Uh, Everything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty much, you know, we're we're relatively new. So we're trying to get okay. anyone and, yeah, musician, photographer, videographer, set up, tear down, traffic, COVID regulations, like anything. Okay. All right. And you, yeah. you have one event scheduled currently? Mm-hmm. Okay. May 22nd, 4 to 7. 4 to 7. And that'll be, it's, uh, it's in Archdale. It's 304 Trendale Road. Okay. Um, but it's called the gathering place. Okay. Is yeah. is that uh 
the gathering place is that a public park type yeah. thing yeah. or yeah it's a public uh, event venue public venue okay cool and it's funny because uh where you see me right now this it's attached to the venue <laughs> like my office is attached to the actual event venue oh, okay <laughs> so that's funny so you're close to that okay good good oh, good yeah. all right so let me let me get a, a last word from you um for sure. any anybody who's dealing with uh well answer this and then anything that you would like to say otherwise please um interject yeah. that if there's anybody out there today listening to this podcast or gets this share on facebook or instagram and has an opportunity to listen to this and hopefully you're still on it um if you're dealing with depression or any other kind of mental disorder or you just you know down in the dumps it's bad been a bad year i know people that have lost parents and and you know just uh, numerous things what's the message that we we need uh to put in front of them today dylan that's tough I would say initially that there's there's a reason why Christ is called the living hope. Because in Hebrews, it, it talks about how our hope is not void and he, he doesn't come back void. And in the secular world, if you live in that world or if you don't live in that world, um, one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible is John six six six, and it's when his disciples leave, or it's when the crowd leaves Jesus, and then Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, "Are you going to leave me too?" Hmm. And then Peter said the most, prof- I believe, the most profound thing in the entire Bible, and he said, "Lord, to whom else shall we go? There's nothing else." on the face of this earth that you can go to that will fill the void that Jesus is supposed to fill. And when people are struggling with depression and anxiety and even suicidal thoughts, you know, I had those about four months ago. I've never had those before. It's because everything's been so hard. Right. Um, but that's my message is just remember like what Peter said, where else shall we go? What else is there in this life if there is not a living hope? Because everything else is going to run out. Right. Alcohol is going to run out. Drugs are going to run out. Everything's going to run out. But the only thing that is eternal, that is always living, like the woman at the well that we just spoke about, it's eternal water. It's eternal bread. It's eternal life. Mm. So there is nothing else that you can turn to. This is the answer you're looking for. So if you feel depressed, just... I mean, first of all, I encourage you to come out <laughs> um, wherever we'll be in the coming months. But um, yeah, that's my message to you is uh, there is nothing else. It is him. Thank you so much, Dylan, for taking the time to spend with us to, you know, just let us know about this ministry. I think it's great. Um, and you're right. Bottom line, Jesus is the hope. He's the truth. And um, they say the truth will set you free. Um, but we want to get that message out to others. I, I told somebody the other day that 
I told my kids actually and youth. I, I said, "Look, guys, we we need to be encouraging each other. Um, you know, we we don't and to, don't ever anticipate that people are getting encouraged because they may not be and yeah. they may need it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just use the love of God that's in you." And, and do that. And so we're looking forward to this encouragement that you guys are going to be bringing out. Um, definitely, I'm a big supporter of this. I'm going to put this everywhere we can. Let me know how we can help uh, yeah. getting the word out um, or anything else for that matter. Um, but, man, just really appreciate, again, you being here. Um, and, and I hope people hear this message and get out there and do some worship and get together. Let's build community Amen. And, and praise Build Jesus. Community. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I really appreciate you. And we'll, uh, we'll uh, hopefully see each other soon. I really like kindness because it helps people.